grateful for um, the towels and how they have so diligently um, helped us to journey through Advent. And so thank you so much, Danny and Deidre, Evan and Mia. We're so grateful to you for a job well done. If you can give them some love on the chat, just grateful to you for your work. And of course, also, we're thankful to uh, Brother Jeff, who uh, was able to put that uh, together video-wise. This has been probably uh, the most, I'll say, uh, extravagant Advent uh, celebration that we've had in our congregation. And uh, if you have not been reading the daily articles that have been written by our, our partners of all ages, from you know, some of the oldest to even some of the youngest. Uh, please go back and read. There have been some wonderful, I, I didn't know we had such great writers in our congregation. And so God bless those who contributed. And I wanna give a shout out to our sister, Yolanda Ramsey and also our sister Kendra Plummer, who were able to just, just really create, yes, give them a hand, just, just their creativity and how they helped us to journey through Advent. So I, I'm, I'm just blessed to pastor such talented people. Uh, God is just gracious. Well, uh, before we get into the sermon, we want to remind you of uh, the Sunday school question, uh, that is, we have a question that uh, we're looking to those who are 17 years old and under to respond to, and, oh, and those who respond, uh, I guess, you know, the first few who respond first will be getting a Dunkin' Donut gift card. And so the question of the week is this, uh, Sister Laureen's sermon was entitled, Remember Your God. And so the question is, name two of the four points that we should remember. Again, name two of the four points we're to remember. And if you get those answers, please respond by sending your answers to the email located on the screen. Well, God bless you. As we get into this message, um, this is probably one of the hardest messages that I um, am about to preach. And the reason why it's so hard, it's, it's not because it's a reprimand, it is because um, I have the assignment of covering the topic of joy. And for many of you, it has not been a joyful season. Uh, many of you know that my father uh, passed away six months ago uh, from COVID. And even right now we have a number of partners who have tested positive for COVID. And 
And in the midst of that, there are partners who have lost loved ones, um, not to COVID, but to other uh, ailments and diseases. And some have lost jobs, some are struggling, I mean, hanging on for dear life when it comes to uh, their own mental health. Uh, I know there's been times when I have struggled to fight off depression and uh, I, I, did, I did a podcast interview. I was interviewed, um, me, and, uh, me and two other pastors were interviewed for a podcast, which will be aired uh, on December 31st. And they asked me, the, the host asked me, what has been hard for you as a pastor through this, not only the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, which we were focused on, but I also had to kind of remind folks, we, we went through a racial pandemic, and then of course we've gone through some turbulence when it comes to just the elections. It, this, a lot has happened, and I, I said, I said to the host, this is probably the first time where I have really felt the pressure, the pressure of that I had to have a word from the Lord every Sunday. I, I've had to have a, a rhema word, a, a word for that moment because people are tuning in and holding on basically for dear life saying, God, I need to hear from you. And I believe this is one of those times and I am trusting that the Holy Spirit will speak uh, to us. Luke chapter one, and I'm going to read the Passion Translation, verses 26 to about 47, although I'll be skipping a few verses, but we'll give you a sense of what we're saying. It says, during the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence, mm. sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. Gabriel appeared to her and said, grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. Mary's deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, said, do not yield to your fears. That's a word for some of you right now. Do not yield to your fear. Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift, a Jehovah Sneaky. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. Mary said, but how could this happen? I am still a virgin. Gabriel said in the ESV translation, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. What's more, your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has become, has also become pregnant with a son, the barren one, or she 
who was called or labeled barren is now in his sixth month, in her sixth month. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Some of you, you've been labeled barren. You've been labeled as nothing's going to, you are not going to have a harvest. Ah, but what, mm, what you don't know is that you've already been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Something's about to come forth in the name of Jesus. Not one promise from God is empty of power. For with God, for nothing is impossible for God. Mary then immediately leaves the presence of Gabriel and goes to her cousin, Aunt Elizabeth's house to get a confirmation of what Gabriel said. Gabriel's name in Hebrew means the man of God. So she hears the man of God's word, the angel, and she goes to confirm it. And as she enters into Elizabeth's house and she greets Elizabeth and said with a hello or whatever the greeting was, the Bible says that at Mary's voice, the baby, verse 44, leaps for joy, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth begins to confirm to Mary, Lord have mercy, that, that when you spoke, the baby within me leaped. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying to God at this morning, this afternoon, that at the sound of my voice and at the sound of the word of the Lord, that something will leap within, inside of you that says the vision, the dream, the plan, the promise of God is still alive, even though in 2020 it feels like it's dead. Somebody ought to put something in the chat that says, simply says to God, Holy Ghost, I still believe, I still believe, I still believe. Put it in the chat or tell somebody next to you, I still believe, I still believe. Something is right now turning in your spirit that no matter how bleak 2020 has been, I like what uh, uh, Sister Deborah uh, from Minnesota said, and she said, she put it this way, she heard a pastor preach these words, 2021, 2021. 20, the number 2020, and then W-O-N. Yes, 2020, we won. Oh, yes, we have. And so Mary breaks out with a song because she, she got a confirmation and she breaks out with a song of praise, which is called the, which in theological terms is called the Magnificant, which simply means uh, to, to magnify, my soul magnifies the Lord. And Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. I, I want to speak to you on the subject, do not lose your accent. Do not lose your accent. Do not allow what has occurred in 2020 to cause you 
to lose your accent. Tell somebody next to you, if you're with somebody, or I'll put it in the chat, or put both say, and write these words, I will not lose my accent. I don't care what I'm going through, I will not lose my accent. I will not lose my accent. My soul magnifies the Lord, my soul. My soul, my, my mind, my mind, my thinking, my heart, my emotions, and my will will magnify the Lord. We all know that a magnifying glass takes something small and makes it big. And you may say, well, God is not small, so how can I magnify him? Here's the point. God is not small, but he may seem small when compared to all of the stuff that we're going through. God may seem small compared to the huge problems that we're facing. And so that's why our souls has got to magnify the Lord. And how do we magnify the Lord? By blessing his name, by, by, by worshiping him, by blessing him. And we got to be like Mary, who, who in the midst of her circumstance, because I really believe that Mary, uh, she, when you read Matthew chapter one, when, when Joseph is struggling with uh, whether he should marry Mary or not, uh, because she is uh, pregnant. I believe, I believe that, that, that Mary does not tell Joseph that she's pregnant until she's showing. You say, how do you know that, Bishop? Because the Bible says that when Mary, when Mary heard the word, from Gabriel, she immediately goes to visit her aunt, uh, older cousin aunt, uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, whose name means God, not only keeps his promise, but God actually is a promise. My goodness. And she stays with Elizabeth for three months. So, folks, after three months, Mary's kind of showing. Are you following me? And, and yet, she understands that her condition could cost her her life because she's got to trust that not only did she hear a word from the Lord, but that the Holy Spirit has gone ahead of her to make sure that everything's going to be all right with Joseph. And I want to say to you that no matter what you've gone through this year, God is already in 2021 preparing us for what he has in store for us. There's nothing that you're going through that catches God off guard. Can you say amen? So she magnifies the Lord and the name Mary, Maria, Miriam, they're all the same name, Miriam in, Miriam in Hebrew, Mary in Greek, it means stubborn. And you may say, wow, why would you want a name like that? God needed to choose 
somebody like Mary who was stubborn in her faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold firmly to the profession of our faith without wavering because he is faithful that promise. Everything that you're going through right now is because God wants to purify your faith, but the devil wants to destroy your faith, so you have to be stubborn and holding on. As the older saints used to say, God's unchanging hand. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says this, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Peter says these words in the, he says, that the trial of your faith in 2020, being much more precious than gold that perish, though it, that is your faith, is tried with fire, that's what's happening this year, your, your faith has been tried with fire, might be found after you've gone through what you've gone through, that your faith will be found as unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, I know that Peter's talking about the second coming, but I believe that God is, God is looking at your holding on. Sometimes you need to understand that faith is simply holding on. Some of you, do not allow the devil to make you think that just because you're not progressing that you are failing God. Sometimes just standing still, not going backwards, not going forward, but you're just standing. God is saying, bravo. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with your face. Ah, some of you, just the fact that you are able to Get out of bed. Sometimes you just get up and say, I don't even want to get out of bed. I don't even know how I can get out of bed. Just getting out of bed was an act of faith, and God is saying, bravo. But there's going to be a time when Jesus Christ will appear. What are you talking about, Jesus Christ will appear? I'm talking about where your faith will be turned to sight, where your faith will be turned to sight. Now, he goes on to say, Jesus Christ, whom you have not seen, ye love, and whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, there's that word believe again, believing that ye rejoice with Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Know where I'm going someplace with this. But the fruit of the Spirit, or the fruit that the Spirit produces, this is the Passion Translation. The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows and peace that subdues. Now, you say, well, okay, Bishop, where are you going with this that you're saying don't lose my accent? There are 
two words in the Greek that are used for the word joy. The, word, the first word is um, agalitia, agalitias rather, and it means a leaping for joy and exultation of joy, exultation. It means uh, joy in the redemptive work of God. And so when, when um, John the Baptist was in Elizabeth's womb, that baby at the sound of Elizabeth's voice leaped for joy. There is a, there is a leaping, there is an excitement, there is a reflection that, you know, woohoo, yeah, you know, when you, when you go to a sporting event and you see people leap at a score, that, that is a leaping for joy, but in this case, it's a leaping that comes from the Holy Spirit. So this is, this is what I call a practice. This is, this is an action of joy. This is an expression of joy. But then there's a, uh, another word, uh, hara, which means calm delight. It means being cheerful. And the word cheerful, the etymology word cheerful means a frame of mind, a mood. This word hara means to live voluptuously, to live full of pleasure, to live uh, in full delight. It means to be in enjoyment. So here, what's the point, Bishop? The point is this, that this, this joy that God is giving us, there is a, there is a joy, mm, there's a joy that's a practice, but then there's a joy that's a place. Lord have mercy. There's a joy that's a practice, then there's a joy that's a place. And so what are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that, that Mary was in a joyful place. What are you saying? The Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace. The kingdom is joy in the Holy Ghost. In other words, the joy that we have is found in a place, in a person called the Holy Spirit. In the same, in, in, and in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, again, it's talking about a joy that comes from God that is in a place, and that place is the person of the Holy Spirit. So my point is that you can be weeping in, from sorrow, but still be in a place of joy. Get, 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 well, give me an example of that, Bishop. Well, this past Wednesday, uh, I was able, I was honored to do the eulogy of Mother Sylvia Watson. She passed away uh, this month at the age of 100. And, and so there was weeping, but there was weeping also from a place of joy. And I, I, I have seen people who have gone through the most hor horrific situations and somehow they had a joy about them that, as, as Peter says, 
was unspeakable. It's like, how, how can you have joy in the midst of what you're going through? That's because the joy is not a manufactured joy. It's not a, a joy that you're making up. It's not a joy that's based on happenings. It is a joy that comes from a person. It is a joy that comes from a place. And that person in place is the Holy Spirit. Are you with me so far? What are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that in that, the, now remember, I said that, that this word chara or hara, it means delight, it means pleasure, it means enjoyment, meaning being in joy. So this, keep, keep that in mind, delight and pleasure. Why do you say that, Bishop? Because, mm, Lord have mercy, when we came to Christ, the whole objective of the Holy Spirit was to bring us back to God's original place, which is Eden. How do you say that, Bishop? Because the Genesis chapter 2, verse 8, and verse 14, watch this. He says, now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden. He planted a garden in Eden, watch this, and there in Eden, God put the man that he created. So he put the man in Eden. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 says, the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that this joy that we have, which means delight, which means uh, uh, pleasure, God wants to put us back in Eden, which also means delight and also means pleasure. And you may say, all right, so, so, so I, I'm, I'm still not getting it. What made Eden Eden was the presence of God. Lord have mercy. And so that's why the Bible says, where, so Bishop, where's Eden? Eden is wherever God is. And so what God is saying is, is and, and David got it. That's why David, he was a man after God's own heart. God is saying, if you want to know what kind of man I want you to be, besides Jesus Christ, of, of course, be like David. And David says this in Psalm 16, verse 11. He says, you will show me the path of life. You will show me how to live in your presence. There is fullness of what? Joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures. There are Eden forevermore. The point is, is that you and I can, can live in a place of joy. When Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We can live in a place of joy. How? By staying daily in God's presence. And how do you stay in God's presence? Psalm 22 verse 3 says, God inhabits the praise of his people from the rising of the sun 
to the going down of the same, the Lord is worthy to be praised. That's why there is no circumstance you can go through where God's saying, I am not worthy to be praised. It doesn't say for everything give thanks. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says in everything give thanks. So even in your pain, you can still give thanks and you experience the joy and the strength of God. Why? Because Eden is in the presence of God. We need the spirit of God in our home. That it, it is a joy in the Holy Spirit. It is a joy in the Holy Spirit. Eden is the presence of God. The place of delight and the place of pleasure is in the Holy Spirit. Is in the Holy Spirit. We need, what you, what you need in your house is the presence of God. That's why he said we're two or three I gather together in my name. I, I promise to be present. That's why family prayer is so important. That's why, no, he said two or three. That's why, that's why couples, you need to spend time in the presence of God and not just pushing your needs in the presence of God, but, but worship him and bless him. Why? So that he can download into your spirit a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Now, Watch this. So, so, so Mary, she, she is magnifying the Lord. She is blessing God. And why she's blessing God, God is taking care of her future. See, the one thing that strikes me is we, we used to sing a song uh, based on 1 Peter chapter uh, 1, verse 8, where he says, It's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. The heart has never yet been told. And we sing that joyfully. But you know what? I did some research on what was going on during this time when Peter wrote this. Peter wrote this to some Gentiles. He wasn't writing to Jews. He was writing to Gentiles. And during this time, to be called a Christian was dangerous. It was dangerous. Why? Because around July of AD 64, around there, the Emperor Nero decided, it can't be proven, but most historians believe that Nero wanted to, he, he, he took pride in building things. And so what he did was he ordered that Rome, the city of Rome, be set on fire. The fire lasted three days. It is said that when the fire was starting to go out, that Nero actually hired arsonists to, 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 re, to relight the fire. If you can imagine, people were, lives were lost. 
homes destroyed. People were homeless. And Narrow decided, oh, oh, snap. We didn't use snap back then, but oh, man. I, I need, these pe people are really upset. I need to place the blame on somebody. So he placed the, he placed the blame on Christians. And you know, when people are painful, they, they need somebody to be the object of their anger. So they started rounding up Christians. And Jesus have mercy. And Nero started to invent new ways to torture people. It is said that he would sew animal skins. He would have Roman soldiers to sew animal skins around Christians and then released hunting dogs after these Christians who are in these animal skins. And these dogs and beasts would tear Christians limb to limb limb from limb. It is said that not only did he do that, he also had hundreds and thousands of Christians crucified, just like Jesus. And then you talk about a sadistic mind. Then he invented a new thing, and that is he would wait till it was dark and to light the roads of Rome, he would set Christians on fire so that they would be the street lights for Rome. This is, so as bad as this year has been for us, Peter is writing to these folks and telling them in Christ, in the Holy Spirit, you can have a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And, and, and what he is saying here is he says, believing, he says, you rejoice. That word rejoice is the, is the leap for joy. So he's saying, in the midst, in the midst of seeing brothers and sisters crucified, torn limb from limb by wild animals, being lit on fire, leap for joy. Leap for joy, why? Because you're coming from a place of joy in the Holy Spirit. You can practice the joy because you're coming from a place of joy. And I'm saying that there's nothing that will offend the devil more than in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your frustration, in the midst of the attacks of the enemy, in the midst of you thinking you're going to lose your mind, that right where you are, you leap for joy. You, maybe, you don't, maybe you can't leap on the outside, but leap on the inside. Lift up your hands and bless the Lord saying, I am going to express where I live. Where I live, I discovered that no, no. When I meet people, and 
people like myself, when I, when I go to preach, people will say things like this. Um, I can hear your Boston accent because I'm from a place called Boston. The other thing that I notice is that when I'm talking to certain people, they'll say, wait a minute, you got folks from Barbados, don't you? And why? Because though I was not born in Barbados, I have family and have been around Bajan, so I have a Bajan accent from time to time. There's some people, else, they'll say to me, hey, I'm from such and such, and I'm saying, you don't sound like you're such and such from such a place because maybe you've been in Boston so long that you don't sound like, you don't sound like you're from you know, one of the nations in Africa, or you don't sound like you're from down south, or you, you don't sound like somebody who's far away from where you were raised. But notice, and you can agree with me, the person usually say, yeah, but when I get home around family, that's when my accent comes out. We had Bible class uh, this past Friday, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not a small, I'm not a breakout room guy, so I was trying to get out of the breakout room, but it was too late, and I was thrown into a breakout room. And what was... I, and, and that was God because it had been a long time since I laughed so hard. I mean, I was, I, I was just laughing and laughing. Why? Because we had a group of people in there who were from, who, who had some kind of roots from Barbados. And so we started, we started just saying, hey, how you doing, man? And, and we, we, we were just using all these Bajan terms and we were just cracking up. Why? Because we all had an accent in common. And what's my point? My point is, is that don't allow, don't, uh, don't allow where you live to change your accent of joy. The word accent literally means, it, it, the etymology of the word accent means song added to speech. It means towards singing. And my point is, is that do not allow where you live to change your accent. Yes, right now you may be living in troubled times, but don't let it change your accent. You are from a place of joy. And so every once in a while, you need to tell your circumstances, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Rejoice in the Lord always. Some of you watched Israel's concert last night. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Don't let where you live change your accent. Because you're from a place of joy. Where joy in the Holy Ghost. Right now, right where you are, why don't you just lift up your hands and bless the Lord and say, Lord, I thank you. I bless you. I glorify you. I am not going to allow where I am to change my accent. I'm from a place of joy. I'm from the, I'm from the kingdom of God, which is in the Holy Spirit, and I have a joy unspeakable, and it's full of glory. My joy, narrow can't change my joy. Coronavirus can't change my joy. The racial pandemic can't change my joy. 
What may look like a bleak future cannot change my joy. It's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let me close with this. Lady Common and I, we, uh, we drove to New York, and back then choirs were the big thing, so we were like, man, uh, we, we just so happened to be in New York, and one of our favorite choirs was going to be singing in Philadelphia. So we'd never been to Philadelphia before. We had been married probably about uh, three to four years, so that would have been, that would have made me roughly about, oh, my goodness, I, I, I was probably about uh, 20s, 26, 27, she was about 23, 24, and so we followed this bus to uh, Philadelphia, we never, well, she never been there before, I think I was there once, but it was dark, so I didn't know where I was, uh, and I was, somebody took me there, but anyways, so we, so we were driving, and all of a sudden, something was going wrong with the, my car, and the car broke down right in front of this church. Broke down, stopped working. Back in those days, there was no stores open on Sunday, no mechanic. I'm in a city, I don't know anybody. And my mind, I'm saying, oh my goodness, how am I going to, I don't, I don't, even, know, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. So at first, thought is, you know what, let me see if I can find a gas station or something. But even if I could find a gas station, there's no mechanic, what am I going to do? I decided I'm just going to go in to the, to the service and enjoy the singing, the concert, and then you know, figure it out later. All of a sudden, the choir started singing this song, Think of His Goodness. And it was one of those hand clapping songs like, Think of His goodness. Dun, dun, dun. Think of His goodness. And I was clapping. Think of His goodness. And all of a sudden, I started leaping for joy. Think of His goodness. And I was, I mean, I danced like I lost my mind. And while I'm dancing, again, the practice of joy, while I'm dancing, I, 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 I felt the whole, the devil saying to me, I don't know why you're dancing for, because your car's still broken down. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to dance for joy. I'm going to dance for joy because that's my accent. That's my accent. I come from a place of joy. I come from a place of victory. And I danced and danced and danced. Well, the service is over. And the devil said, ha, 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 all that dancing? Ha, 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 ha. What you going to do now? All of a sudden, this young woman runs over to me. And she says, oh my goodness. And I look at her and I said, what? Come to find out that this young lady and I, we were in a wedding in Boston. Never met each other. We we're in a wedding. In fact, it was Bishop Courtney McBass' uh, wedding. That's how we met. Hadn't seen her in about five years. I said, you go to this church? She said, yeah, my father is the pastor. I was like, what? And I said, well, no, I don't know if you can help me because my car broke down. She said, oh, my fiance is a mechanic. I believe that 
if I did not dance, I'm not sure if, if God would hook that up. I, I think God was saying, I want to see if your circumstances will change your accent. And so I'm challenging you. Yeah, even in the midst of tears, give God praise. Even in the midst of sorrow, give God praise. You see, I'm from the United States, and whether I cry, weep, laugh, or get angry, my mood does not change where I'm from. And your citizenship is in heaven. You are in the Holy Ghost. Do not allow the devil to change your accent. God is still worthy to be praised. And, and, and I'm telling you, I encourage you this week. Lord, I implore you this week. Give God your gift of joy. Say to God, God, it's been a hard year. It's been a tough year. Yes, I'm tempted to complain and bicker and get upset. And yes, I may do that. But in the midst of that, I will still give you praise. I want want you, please, please, I, I want you to do this. Before the week is over, and some of you may, some of you are more expressive than others, so you may do it every day. But before the week is over, I want you to put on one of your, one of your favorite, like, like your favorite dance worship songs. And, and I want you to just dance before the Lord. I want you to praise God. I want you, and you may say, well, no, I'm kind of shy. All right, wait till everybody leaves. Wait till your roommates leave and then turn it up and just dance before the Lord. Just dance before the Lord. Just dance before the Lord. And I'm telling you, when you stop practicing the dance, you're going to stop feeling the place from which the dance came from, which is the joy of the Lord. And people are going to look at you and say, how can you be so joyful when you lost your job? How can you be so joyful when you lost loved ones to death this year? How can you be, lo- lo- be so joyful when you, when you had to go to therapy and you're going through all sorts of stuff and you tell them, I come from a place of joy and I'm not going to allow my circumstances to change my accent. I'm still going to praise him. In the midst of loss, I'm still going to praise him. And when you praise the Lord, the Bible says, God inhabits the praises of his people and all of a sudden, you're going to feel that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for, David was right when he said, because your loving kindness is better than living. My lips shall praise you. And Lord, when we look at Peter writing to these Christians who are being hunted down like wild animals, crucified, lit on fire because they were falsely accused and lied upon 
and use that scapegoat. And yet Peter is saying to them, leap for joy because you come from a place of joy. It's a joy that's un, that unspeakable, meaning this, this is a joy that's so supernatural, there's no words to describe it. This is the place of the Holy Spirit. I, I pray, Lord, that people will just say, you know what, I, I, I've done everything else. Let me, let me just try what bishops say. Let me just put on a song and dance before the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Oh, well, let me just put on a song of praise and just dance before the Lord and see what happens. And Father, I pray that you will invade their room. I pray that you will invade their house. I pray that the garment of praise will replace the spirit of heaviness. I pray, Father, that going into 2021, that there'll, that there'll, be, that there'll be a wind of joy not only in our homes, but also in this church. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you can't get access to this joy without God. Because the Bible says the kingdom is righteousness, being declared right with God, peace, having peace with God, and joy, but it's all found in the Holy Spirit. It's found in the Holy Spirit. And nobody can come to Jesus Christ unless the Spirit of the Lord draws them. But the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you. He's saying, I want to give you the joy of the Lord. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I come to you right now. And I admit, Lord, that I'm a sinner. And all that means is, Jesus does not live in my heart. But Jesus, I believe you're alive. I believe that you died for my sin, paid the price for my sin, and then by the power of God, you are risen from the grave so that I could become a child of God. So Jesus, because you're alive, your word says, whoever calls upon your name shall be saved. So Jesus, come into my heart, take away my sin, and make me a child of God. Jesus, thank you for hearing my prayer. Right now, I know I'm a child of God and I get access to your joy. Come on, why don't you just praise the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, I want you to put your hands out right now. I want to bless you. In our church, we don't say a closing prayer. We say closing blessing. It's based on Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin, and beam, and show his pleasure on you. 
May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, and pleasant to you. May the Lord be compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. May the Lord give you his joy. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with a divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. Have a fantastic week in the Lord. Christmas is Friday. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless you.